What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 340. On this episode, I'm joined by Snappy. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, sleeping, college, training, Biden, the Ukraine, cops, Neil Young versus Rogan, Shig Stiffs, baseball, blankets, video games, records, racquetball, UFC, wrestling, and a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. Podcast with Mo. What up? We're joined by Snappy. What's crack a lacking? I was ready for. I thought it was the second part. What's crack a lacking? Uh, yeah, man. I had nothing else. Hacking, sacking. I guess that's kind of what you like. Brad liked me to be hacky sacking. Yeah. Well, he's. I mean, he's a southern white guy from the East Coast. That's what they do. They play hacky sack. I think. Um, all right, we got to get some shit like a patreon.com slash podcast mode. That's this website you can go to and give us money. That'd be great. Um, you can give a dollar a month and give early access to all episodes. You can give enough and be a co-producer like my mother, like Marshall the Darbinist Bear, like itchyourboyh2.com, like Graveyard Entertainment, and like Forgotten One. Um, so y'all go, go join those guys. Appreciate the love. And uh, we have merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast mo if you want a t-shirt. Um, if you don't, do not go there because that's what that's where you would get them. Hell so, yeah. Um, how's your week been? You know, you seem real tired today. I will say it looks like the second week of or I guess it's the third week of two jobs. I think it's one that's officially caught up to you. Man, well, this is the best week I had. It's just, you know, I mean. When I got off, I just had shit to do. I mean, I had to take the daughter to get doctors and blood work and, you know, normal, normal adulting shit. And so, right. I mean, I seriously been getting like four hour naps all week. Yeah. But, I mean, you need to read up on some uh, power nap techniques. I remember just you saying that reminded me when I was in junior high, we had this basketball coach. I liked him a lot. I kept stats for the basketball team and he's the one that asked me to do it. So I liked him and uh, he took these power naps where he only slept about four hours a day and he's claimed about how you would like, it sounds like meditation, I guess, but he was like, you would sit in a chair. He never slept in a bed. He only slept in a chair and you would focus on your toes. And then you would focus on every body part, moving up your whole body, putting them to sleep mentally until your whole body's asleep. And you get so much good sleep. You go, you can live on four hours a night. That's what he claimed. Well, I always use the term power napping and you know, it really kind of started for me in college you get out of class at, you know, 11, noon, right. and fucking you got to be on the field at fucking, you know, 2.15. So, yeah, I go run back to the dorm as fast as we fucking could, lay down, get a fucking nap in, go up, and then we'd fucking basically, from that point on, you'd fucking practice. If you had to go to work, you went to work, then the whole party all night, and then school, and then take your power nap. Right. See, I, don't, I haven't had too many times. Like, I like naps. Don't get me wrong, but I've acid reflux. And so if I take a nap, I'm going to wake <sighs> up all like fucking pissy about it because I'm at my acid reflux probably act up. Um, but I remember when I went to nerd camp, which I have a lot of great nerd camp stories, honestly. Uh, that was probably the only time that I was like, like that boot camp mode where like they're just sneaking off naps anytime for like five or 10 minutes. Like I would just, I fell asleep leaning up against a wall, standing up. Like, I mean, it was like anywhere you could get 10 minutes because you were up so late. They had we did classes from 8 a.m., but you had to go breakfast before that and shit. But we went class at 8 a.m. till about nine o'clock at night. Like, I mean, we did like 13 hour days of fucking classes and you had to play places you had to be. And then after that, you actually want to hang out with people. 
So you got to hang out till like 11 and then you had to have lots off at midnight. And so it was like you were up until midnight. 100%. I know, but didn't you, you still you were up kind of paying. Yeah, you weren't asleep. You're just being quiet. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I remember my last year with me and power roommates um, and I brought my Xbox and a TV. Like, I mean, I fucking like my little dorm was dope. And so we would play Midnight Club. A three dub edition every night on the Xbox. It was great. Um, good times. But yeah, I remember sleeping all the time because we would like go to the cafeteria. I would eat breakfast and then I would just lean back. Oh, I can't lean back too far from the mic. <laughs> I would lean back in my chair and just fucking nod off. I was like, good well, time like, you can. I'll get up in the morning and I'll get dressed. And my wife's like, why do you set your alarm at that time? And I was like, so I can get dressed and I set my chair. And I pretty much pass back out, and then when the person comes who I have to run wherever comes out, I stand up and I'm ready to go, and I feel pretty fucking rested. You know, right. I gotta catch an extra little nap there. Yeah, whenever I've had jobs where I had to wake up early, um, I always enjoyed the like I'm ready now. Give me a second to chill for you know. Right now, I have a very um, I've done the same routine for a couple years now. Like it's pretty crazy how uh how much is where the wife wakes up super fucking early. Like five o'clock. And then my first alarm goes off at six o'clock. And so I typically just wake up and play video games for 30 minutes. And like I turn on the news and then hang out with my wife, you know, just hang out and talk with while she's getting ready and shit. And then about 645, I'm like, all right, I guess I'll start getting ready. And then but like by then I'm already awake. I'm like past the like groggy stage. Um, So if like I'd use my time more wisely i'd probably sleep later but i go to bed pretty early because my wife goes to bed early so it just kind of works out but there are plenty of times when i wake up that early i'm like i should go make a beat right now what am i doing wasting like, time i do not go to bed early i will lay there just like stare at the fucking wall and I i'm, I have, fucking, this I'm old fucking miserable man i've developed this old man ability and gooby gets so jealous of it where because <laughs> she used to have this I um, mean, you know, like I used to have to be able to have a TV on to sleep and I still like to, I prefer it to have the TV on in the sleep timer to turn off later, but I will go to sleep. Like I'll be from like wide awake to asleep within a minute. If I like, if it's the right time of night, I just close my eyes and I just go to sleep and Koopy is like this, like in the morning she'll be pissed. Like what took me two hours? I'm like, oh, sorry. Well, I'm kind of like when I finally get tired enough. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if my body clock's just trained i guess like, this moment. i've always been like most of my jobs that i've ever done have been like nine or ten in the morning and they go through like eight or nine at night that's just the way the jobs i've had have done you know so i've pretty much been a 10 to 8 10 to 9 type of guy and i get home and then by the time i get fucking settled down and fucking some relaxation time it's fucking you know midnight one two o'clock and then now, now it's time to lay down. But if you expect me to get off at eight or nine o'clock at night and immediately, immediately go to bed, that's not happening. I get to work before eight a.m. So I mean, it's an early job, and I love it. I mean, I remember halfway through college because I always thought I was going to be a night owl person. You know, I enjoy going to a party or two here or there, doing some drugs. But uh, once I was like, hey, I'm going to focus on school a little bit, and I had a some math class I had to take at eight a.m. It was like the only option. And then I, I lined everything up where it was like 8, 9, 10, 11, just all my classes, right? And I, I did it like high school. And I was like, I'm in school and I'm here and I get here early as fuck. I got like the closest parking spot every morning. Uh, and, but it like changed my whole academic life. I mean, I was like, I graduated. I wasn't looking good before all that. I, 
Man, I can't remember a time in college where I actually said, all right, I'm going to buckle down and focus on school. Yeah. Never once did I do that. See, I had to get out of the fraternity a little bit uh, for that to happen. I couldn't, I couldn't be in the fraternity and have good grades. Now the semester I pledged, I had, I, I booted my lowest semester I had in my entire existence at a one two five. Yeah, that my Man, pledge semester was, like, was the lowest. And they was like, "You can't get in." I was like, "Look at my overall. There's a what? There was a reason I waited three semesters before I fucking joined you, jackasses." Right. And I ended it with a three oh two. So yeah, I'm not even tripping. Any better than me? Uh, if you looked at just the semesters, I was not in the fraternity, so that'd be my first year, and then my last two years out of the five. You know, I think for two years I was like really in it and I bet I have like a 3.3 or 3.4, but in the fraternity, it's way sub two. I bet I'm guessing, but only because I had once the pledge semester, I failed my first class and the teacher gave me a D just for like, I'm not going to fail you because fuck this. You didn't even come to class. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I went to the first day and where they said you cannot do any homework in this government class. As long as you read this book, push which became a fucking movie later on. And uh, I'm, so I was like, oh, I'll just read this book and do this assignment. And then I don't have to do any other assignment. That was the goal. It was the assignments or this book report. And I was like, I'll just do the book report. And then I started pledging. Fucking forgot all about it. Show up fucking halfway through the semester. And she just tells me like, you, you missed it. Like you missed the book report. <laughs> and I was like, shit. And I just thought I was going to fail. Uh, but she ended up giving me a D and so I got a D in government that way. Well, there was one class that I got a D and it was like, uh, one of the education classes for like the developed, uh, for forget what it was a psychology, uh, based class, but it was a tendency based and I'd miss And that's the semester I had Colton and then he come out and then we had all those extra doctor visits because, you know, he had a bilateral cliff and. Yeah, I missed a little bit, and he's like, well, should have been planning for that. Yeah, right. it's dumb. No, okay. I took biology four different times because they kept kept overbooking the class, and I couldn't be rushing to fucking get a seat. I was like, this is fucking horseshit, and I just kept dropping it. And then uh, the semester me and Powell went to Vegas, we were both taking the same biology class. Teacher had an email. She approved. She knew we were leaving, wouldn't be there that week, and then gave us a zero on the test, and she was like, Nothing you can do about it. So we got to drop it. I just had to keep dropping biology and it kept pissing me off because you got to pay for that shit. I had a freshman year that fucking or uh, I had a teacher. It was one of the English ones that she tried to throw a fit about us going to a fucking football game when I'm on the team. But it was like a fucking two day trip. Right. And she was like trying to not let us have credit for that class. We like had to get a fucking. You will never. One thing no one will ever be able to convince me. Is that if you're paying for the class, there is an attendance policy on your grade. Right. They don't understand so that we stupid. pay them. Right. It's, it's so it's- stupid. Like, tuition is way too much for some teacher to be like, if you miss three times, like, bitch, I'm paying you so much money. I don't try. I'm all trying to miss. Shit comes up. I don't know. It, 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 that's how a lot of teachers were when I was started. The off, same you know? teacher also made me get a um, obituary. What? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, good old college times of taking naps. That's what we're talking about. Also, <laughs> Hell Week was a week of we were sneaking in naps anywhere possible. They let me at my job. I worked in the math department um, for a few years, and they let me when I was pledging. I explained to my teacher or my the dean of the math department. Yeah, I was her assistant. And I was like, hey, this week we can't sleep. It's like fucking Hell Week or whatever. Um, can I sleep here if I don't have any work to do? And she was like, 
yeah, okay. And I have found this closet like that I could lay down in, you know, it was like a little extra room. And I just fucking slept like two hours a day in there. Hell yeah. I also had uh, a one hour class because you know, you do that sometimes for like financial aid reasons. You'd like throw it in a second half of the semester class. And it was observation of women's basketball. I took that during pledging in Hell Week. And I only went three times, but we had a group of us that we would sign each other's names for like our assigned days. And we would just take it because all you do is sign this piece of paper when you got there and you watch girls basketball practice. Now it was a one hour college course I paid money for to qualify for financial aid. You know, like you had a certain hour. It's so the whole system's fucked. But um, I went to it that week and slept in the bleachers that whole. I was like, I have to go to class, guys. I got to go to class. <laughs> I would just go and sleep in the bleachers. Well, I made sure I worked. uh that week so i could get out of the pretty much you know four to 11 activities right um it's the it's a real fun week i mean i enjoyed it enough that i was on the ingress board or whatever the fuck they call it every semester the next three semesters that i was active um you know i was a person well, running you ingress. enjoy being an asshole of course yeah well actually i was probably the Nasca, me and Powell done good cop, bad cop. It was always me and Powell together. And we were a good group together. And then it would be whoever's the pledge dad, you know, or whatever. And so they would always be with us. But me and Powell, we would just be ready for that week. Like we're Sam till three every night. We're going to, Powell's going to be in, laying into him. He was actually the mean one, right? And I'd be like, the guys were just disappointed. Uh, and I would have philosophical shit, you know, because they're on like no sleep. And so you get them talking about some crazy shit, you know, and they bond and they all feel closer together. That's it's all sleep deprivation that bonds fraternity members or pledge brothers anyway, or that's a big part of it. Um, and you just put them in crazy situations. That's like sneak knots and shit. You do shit that's so crazy that they're like, remember that one knot that this happened? Yeah, I was fucking turning in a goddamn fucking movie, a fucking blockbuster. Yeah, I'm that old. Yeah. And fucking two cars pull up and fucking block my car in. All right, get in. All right, man, I'm headed to this fucking extra credit deal that I really need because I fucking bombed a test. So they called another member, sent him, he signed me in, done the fucking paper for me. Hell yeah. Um, I tried to I tried to help one my first semester this before I was in the fraternity or anything. Um, I was trying to be friends with these guys and they were in the remedial math class. And I was my first semester and I was a tutor for that class. So it was weird because they all thought I'd been, I was like in college for a while. I was like, nope, first semester, just like y'all motherfuckers. But they had me tutoring y'all. And it was like, you know, real basic shit on a computer. And so there were these two guys I was trying to be friends with. And uh, I just sat there and helped them do it. They got, there's like something about pie pieces. It was like the circle and you get a piece of the pie and you had to have so many by certain dates. But then you would take a test and you would lose them if you didn't know it on the test. Right. So like it was a pretty good system. But I helped them get through it. These guys get like, 90 pie pieces in like an afternoon right and there's only like 400 total and so i'm like really helping them out and then the next week they take the test and they lose like more than they got and then the teacher pulled me to the side and was like hey i know you're friends with them uh did you do and i was like i didn't do it i was just sitting by you know and she's like well this is what happens they just lose them all so like it's not worth it and i was like all right all right but and also another friend in another college tried to get me to do his math homework by logging in and i just told him i was like bro i get stoned all the time. Last thing I want to do is your fucking homework. Like, I ain't even trying to be an asshole about it. It's just like, fuck no. And he, I remember he was pissed. Like, I don't think I've talked to him since. You know, it's been 10 years. But Where people used to pay for that kind of shit. Yeah. I mean, something I probably should have meant, but it it's was- been seven years. It's not murder. So I think I'm talking on the podcast. <laughs> is, uh, I was a, I, the dean of the math department really liked me for some reason because I was a little troubled kid. I was getting arrested and shit. And she was a real churchy lady, but she like really took a lock into me. And then she left 
And I really feel like, not blaming her, but I feel like if she would have stayed around, I would, academically would have done a lot better because she was my advisor. And then after that, they gave me a new advisor every semester who did not give a fuck about me, know what any of my classes, you know, I had to keep up with what yeah. I needed and shit. And so, but she was great. Bro, they gave me the offensive fucking coordinator <laughs> for my goddamn fucking college advisor. Right. You go to him, he's like, what should I tell you? And I said, what's the two easiest? He goes, well, criminal justice or fucking PE degree. I said, all right, let's go PE. Right. So is that the one that taught uh, bowling? He was a bigger guy with glasses. No, nah, this dude was oh. super fucking tall. I think he ran the boys and girls club for a while after I he see. got out of coaching. Uh, but anyway, so uh, the dean lady lady was looking for a tutor for her high school son's algebra two class is what it said. And uh, I meet up with this lady. She's like, in hindsight, was like a cougarish, you know, lady like in her forties, and. um, she basically her son was in a car accident, tore up his whole fucking leg, and he had to do this booklet of shit. And she would pay me three hundred dollars just do it, and not tutor him at all. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> like it wasn't even like a question. Uh, like it wasn't like a, I don't know the ethics of this. I was like, "You want me to do that book thing for three hundred dollars and it's algebra two? Yeah, give it to me. I'll do it right now." Like, and I didn't. That's exactly what I did. I did it. She gave me the money, and it was great. So yeah, hell yeah. I don't know. I don't give a fuck about this kid. I mean, maybe he went on to be... He didn't, it's not like you're going to be an engineer. Well, I mean, I've come to a little realization the last couple of years. It's, I remember all the people, you know, they're trying to get you to memorize all this shit for fucking test and grade you and evaluate you on it. And they're just teaching you general knowledge. But every job I've went to has had a different point of sale system. They've all had manuals and cheat sheets for you to fucking look at if you don't remember. You've not had to remember a goddamn thing at any fucking job. You get calculators everywhere. So I, I don't really get it. Well, the education system we grew up with, and I think it's in the middle of transitioning somewhat, was to make factory workers. Now, we, there aren't factories now, so that's the problem. Like, we, you actually have probably pretty little use of geometry. I love it. It was my favorite class in high school. You know, I, love, I got I 100. That was my, I got 100 in geometry. That was one of my two C's. I got a medal for it somewhere, you know, my parents' house. But um, I, but like, you, you need to know that because, like, if you were in a factory and they're like, hey, turn this bar to a right angle. Oh, turn this to 30 degree. Like, you know, there's, like, shit there you would need to know in factory settings with that sort of stuff. No, but, like, but nowadays, what they need to teach is business math. They need to teach money, how to count money, how to do intro. I mean, all this shit because that's we're all salesmen now. Like, no, they don't have factories in America. You don't make shit. So. so what I'm getting at is I can look at a piece of paper and see this graphic telling me to do this, but I'm not really going to understand until I go to the fucking factory and watch you do it. Once I see you do it, okay, that makes sense. Well, that's you being a kinetic learner. I could probably, I mean, I watch YouTube videos all the time. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Well, I mean, I mean that's like my, my whole job is watching YouTube videos and then copying. But factories, it's uh, pretty much the same thing every day. So once you learn it, it's, yeah, not, I mean, I worked at a couple of factories. There's, it's fucking simple work. Yeah, yeah. my dad worked at a fiberglass it, factory, and it sounded like the fucking worst shit in the just world. Just gotta fucking pay attention. <laughs> I remember. I, mean, I think I've told a story before, but I'll tell again because it's fun. Uh, the day I broke my dad's cart or truck window with a baseball when he was at work, and then my mom was like, "You're in trouble. You know, you better wait till your dad gets home." Sort of thing. And my dad gets home, and he has this real long face, and he got home at nine o'clock about every night, um, and Mom was like, tell him. And I was like, Dad, I broke your truck window. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. So, so at work today, lost his hand. I was like, oh, shit. Like, the guy got his whole hand ripped off in a machine. And my dad was like, I don't give a fuck about my window. And so it was like just the best timing in the world for me. But 
Yeah, I mean, the machines I worked it with, I mean, if he was dumb, that shit could happen. Yeah, I mean, I, he very quickly, my dad was like, that's what you, I mean, it's because you didn't do this, this, and this, you know, and I was like, okay. Uh, so, like, he, there was a reasoning. I mean, he tried to skip a step. Right. I mean, exactly. But they're doing, to my knowledge, I've never understood it. I'm, I need to watch up a How It's Made video, I guess. Uh, it, molten hot fiberglass strains came out, and they had these little metal hook things. I've seen his tools before. And they had to like straighten them. So like it's coming through a belt and you're just straightening that. And then so this guy's hand got caught in the conveyor belt and it ripped some fingers off or some shit. And uh, my dad also remember when he first started, because it's in 95 mask, I remember because he had to have one then. And uh, he was allergic to fiberglass. It's like his nose swelled up like three times the size of it was this first day he went to work there. And he, they, he didn't think he was going to make it because he was too slow. You know, my dad wasn't like the, I mean, I don't think my dad's a hard worker and great, but he just isn't like the sharpest learner necessarily. So he was like real, I remember it was like a real stressful time in the household because he went from like minimum wage to good factory job and he did it though. So it worked and there's out. a kid, which uh, turned out and eventually became my brother-in-law, but uh, started off in the kitchen and after like three days, I'm like, dude, no, nah, this ain't working. And I sent him to the fucking dish pit. And then finally, I brought him back into the kitchen a little bit, and he was just like the slowest motherfucker I'd ever trained in my goddamn life. And I trained a lot of motherfuckers in this town and the one over. And uh, now he's the fucking manager of the place. And like, last time I worked with him, I mean, he turned out to be pretty fucking good. It was just it finally kicked in one day, you know? He got it one day, and I was like, oh, okay. Right. But man, that first six months, I was just like, man, this fool ain't gonna make it. I mean, I trained a lot of people. In my previous job, I was a trainer for a couple of years. And the ones that are slow are like sometimes your favorite. And I'd always report to people. It wasn't like I had the final call. So they they would I'd like give reports of like how shitty people were. And I'm like, but he's such a nice guy. I just can we give him another two weeks? And they're like, he's been in training for two months. He's playing the system. I'm like, no, he just never touched a keyboard before. You know, like you're making all these excuses for him uh, because you do like these people, but you're like, this ain't for you, man. And then well, that's, I don't know. It's you weird. got customer service and then you got people trying to, you know, make you speed through it. Well, there is nothing about customer service. You know, I'm trying to get the transaction as in and out as fast as fucking possible. Right. And that was a job where, because it was uh, talking on the phones and we ran this, uh, I don't remember it was AS 400 or something. There's like some certain program they did uh, that like where it kept all the files and shit. And you, all the shortcuts were like, you just top numbers, right? So it looked like an old 1980s computer. And so it'd be like 12 got you to this screen. 13 got you to this. Screen, and you just started having to memorize them. Like you had to have over time. I guarantee you most people had a fucking cheat sheet fucking right down in front of their computer. It, 100%. And then over time you get so good and it's so second nature, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, it's repetitive. But like, yeah, at first it just takes people forever. And then like people get on them and you're like, dude, that's not important. Like they'll get that over time. But like, you know, say they leave that job and go to a similar job. It's going to be the same process. You know, they probably don't use AS 400. They use use a fucking UV 900. Right. You know, to something totally fucking different. Just got a little few, once you learn the quirks, okay. Right. Well, it's also like, I've never worked in the food industry, but I love watching Hell's Kitchen. And then sometimes he'll go in there, not Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares. Is what I'm and he'll go in there and say, uh, like, all right, y'all need to get rid of this paper system. We're putting in a whatever, whatever computer. So, and they all freak out and they're like, the convenience. And I'm like, to me, as someone who's never worked in a restaurant, I'm like, you can't write on a piece of paper and hand it to people, but I get that. Like, I'm sure the screens are way better. <laughs> well, I had tickets at Mazio's the whole time, and so the tickets were printed, and you would hang them, 
But when I first started working there, the technology wasn't developed, at least for, you know, Mazios. So we would take those tickets and transport them to the cut table. What if you had sides? You slip that ticket out, put it on a sides table. Now you got tickets all over the place and you got food coming out. And they, it's fucking food. They all look fucking fairly similar, you know, on the pizzas and pies and fucking even the hamburgers. You wonder why you get the wrong hamburger? It's all the same shit, you know, just in a different fucking shoot. <laughs> I mean, it gets fucking confusing, but. Anyway, yeah, but if you got a screen, I went to Applebee's, sorry. Yeah, you went to Applebee's, you have a screen, and if you're on this side, you put that down, you finish that item, you hit bump, and it goes to the screen it's supposed to, and it was fucking wonderful. Now it's out of your way, you ain't got to fucking do an extra fucking run, lose a ticket, and if you lost that order, you just hit previous on the fucking screen, and there it is. It didn't disappear like a piece of paper. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense for sure. But, um... Anyway, I highly recommend Kitchen Outmarriage. Y'all need something to watch. Super good. Um, a lot of crazy shits happen in the world that I was meant to get to before now, but it's fine. Uh, I, I enjoy our improv. I was trying to explain to our next guest who keeps asking me fucking questions this next episode. He'll hear this, I'm sure. Uh, and it's just like, dude, chill. We'll fucking talk. It'll be. He's like asked me 20 questions in the last 24 hours of, can we talk about this? Can we talk about this? He's trying to be prepared. Like, I understand. You know, like sometimes you'll ask me a question like I should know the answer and it's just not registering and I'll feel like a dumbass, but I'll think about it later. Like, oh, you know, I mean, he's just trying to be prepared so he don't sound like a dumb snap. Well, I told here. him, bring up whatever you want. I prefer to not know and just me answer. You know, right. I know a lot of shit normally. Um, so we'll see how it goes. And I kind of give him shit a little bit. So anyway, y'all see who that is in a couple of days, hopefully. Um, one thing happened with Joe Biden this week that I really enjoyed. Now, I know there's a lot of uh, Let's Go Brandon folks out there. Now, I have a kind of a take on the Let's Go Brandon, but not anything serious. I love how it's been divided to there's like this one side that they, they're giddy about it, right? They want T-shirts. They want merch. They want it to be Make America Great Again. Because for some reason, the conservatives love a something being sold to them. They want to go be able to go buy the shirt, go buy the flag. They, you know, they want to see someone on the side of the road selling something that they agree with. They go to a convention. There's something that that's what they like mottos, you know, or whatever. And, uh, cause like they say, make America great again. And Joe Biden said, build back better, which if you like use other words, is just make America great, build back, make again, you know, back is like a you're implying there's like a time before it's like the same fucking phrase anyway people get like really into these phrases or whatever but anyway joe biden was calling a hot mic because someone asked him a question uh about inflation right and they were trying to get him and he was like oh of course it helps dumbass or however you want right and you stupid son of a bitch yeah, <laughs> it was the best thing i've ever seen from biden ever like why don't people take the trump route and they're like here's my real personality because that's some shit Trump would have said. Like, oh, yeah, it's great. Like, I mean, that shit I would say to customers, you ask me a dumb question, that's the type of response you get over the counter when you come <laughs> to my counter. I know. I think I just liked Biden a lot more during that. And I was like, and then he had to apologize and all this shit. I'm like, he had, that, that but, was the most real moment he's had since being president. But the left made him apologize. He shouldn't have had to apologize. It was fucking funny. The dude asked a dumb ass question about inf inflation. And he's like, of course it ain't it's going to affect inflation, you fucking dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, it would fucking irritate me, too. And I would have the same response. I applaud you that one time, Biden. Yeah. You did something right. I thought that was pretty funny. Now, the Ukraine stuff happening, um, you know, as a. I, I say it all the time. Some people are annoyed by it, but I have to because as a libertarian-ish type person, you got to let everyone know. Um, 
I'm anti-war across the board. For the most part, I don't understand unless there's some like evil atrocities and we don't give a fuck about those. Honestly, we care about like land and oil and shit these days. Uh, the media is really trying to get you worked up about the Ukraine and about how we need to go to war with the Ukraine and Russia is going to come take out the Ukraine and shit. Now, I know there's a huge history because I've always been somewhat interested in Russia we're like the Ukraine was part of Russia, I think. Not necessarily the the Soviet. I mean, it was part of the Soviet Union as well. But even before pre that, I think Ukraine was part of it. So I think this would be like Texas seceded, and now America's getting them back. And then like someone else is like, "Hey, now I'm like, this isn't kind of our business." That's really where I'm at. I just don't understand why America has to get involved with this shit. And it's all NATO. It's a North you, Atlantic Trade Organization. Ukraine called and cried. They I guess called and asked for help. For sure. And didn't isn't Ukraine the ones who paid Hunter Biden a bunch of money like during the election cycle? Like, I know I don't really remember the news story a whole well, but I thought that was like the country, right? That like all this money Sounds was right. I thought it was. Um, so someone should probably look into that. It's just all very interesting. But I think it's fun that the whole country has been like, no, fuck that. Who cares? Like most people that have paid attention, they're like, we don't want to go to war. A lot of people are fucking scared of a Russian takeover, I think. See, I think we give Russia so much more credit. Now, I think Putin plays it really well. I know he's a horrible person. It's like poison people and shit. Like he's a bad guy, but he plays it so well. This mysterious bad guy thing that he has. It's he Russia is used as this fear mongering thing in America because something else no one talks about is the whole Russian gate thing has been proven in like court in the CIA or whoever that it was a Hillary Clinton operative like paid for by the clinton campaign i'll say hillary clinton herself knew it maybe she didn't but the campaign paid this guy to go to the cia to make all those claims right. the cia's come to the bottom of it said it's all fake none of it now maybe Putin has a p tape of trump or whatever but it's not like there's that's not based in any fact right but yet liberals will claim that like it's the truth and then make fun of QAnon people for not having fat you know or whatever so it's just like so stupid uh how it goes um but anyway, the Ukraine shit, I just think people got to watch it. Apparently, right, they, like every morning I wake up and I watch the Today Show, like I mentioned earlier. And uh, it, one of the very few first things they'll show is like, Russia, more troops on the border of the Ukraine. What is America going to do? You know, but then whenever they show the opposing views, they'll show like a little bit from like MSNBC clip. And then they'll show a Fox News clip. So I kind of show you both sides. And they always seem to leave in. I know some Today Show one little thing that's like super pro conservative. Like they kind of want to keep the conservatives on board the Today Show, you know, so they're like, and you don't normally see that on the mainstream, right. you know, quote unquote, which I think Fox News is fucking mainstream media too. Well, like I said, everyone wonders why you get involved. These little countries are calling and begging for fucking help. That's that's my opinion. I'm sure they are. Um, so everyone's like, "Well, we're getting involved." I was like, "Well, their government asked us to because they're fucking." I think they want to. Uh, get another cold war going. Cause I think that helped us out of the last economic downfall we had in the seventies and shit, you know, through the eighties through the cold war shit kind of built up till the internet uh, boom, I think. And, um, I mean, we have like the military industrial complex. They need to make weapons to sell to people. I mean, I'm sure there's some of that's also there, but, uh, I just think, um, the people got to try something. I understand we're finally losing battle, but you can't be letting them go to fucking war over fucking nothing. Like, yeah. Ain't nothing fucking happen. And right. even if it did, then the Ukraine and the Ukrainian army can fucking fight Russia. And if they lose, they lose. I don't understand why we have to. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I know, but it's we weird. can't do fight and lose because then you owe retributions fucking years later. 
Nah, no. not in Russia. I don't give a fuck about that I'm shit, just, bro. I'm just saying, you know, I don't agree with the whole you fight, you fight and you lose. Well, fucking take your loss and move on. Don't fucking cry for spilt milk later on. Right. I just, it's so weird how we get involved in everything. And there was this documentary on Netflix. I don't know if it's there called The World Without Us. And it was about times the U.S. did and didn't get involved in other people's shit. And it made a very strong case for why we should. Right. And I remember watching that and being like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But then, and I'm like, but why do, why is it the status quo the same forever? Like this shit has happened throughout history where people have joined other civilizations. Some have come and gone and changed and whatever. But like for whatever reason now, it's like, no, we must fight to keep everything exactly the same. But I still can't wonder why we can't produce a bunch of the shit in America. Right. Well, they it used to be so cheap to ship things. They sacrificed all of the American workers in the factories, like we talked about earlier. Uh, for other countries, and they would they just shipped it here for super cheap because the people in the suits and the people in the boardrooms were still making money, more money that way, and uh, fuck the worker, you know. That's no, they was paying for worried. cheap labor, which they get the American people worked up for. Right, and what's happened in the because China is the fastest growing economy ever, like in recorded history. They've gone from like some people living in fucking huts to like there's some people in sky rises and they're like slowly working to expand everybody there, you know. Um. They're growing so fast. They make they put out more engineers, like doctorate engineers, a year than we have total in the U.S. They make that in a year. Like they have so many. Uh, they're just fucking. They're because they have no exploded. rights. They have rights. They view it differently. And I watched this Chinese dude talk about it, and some Chinese become communists or anything. But uh, he explained how. You know, a lot of people talk about how in America y'all have all this freedom and flexibility, but y'all haven't got any laws to really change in the last however many years. Whereas in China, in the last 30 years, have changed all their laws. Because even though they're communists, whatever, they're like, the people can still somehow uh, do things to change the their laws, and then all of a sudden it becomes a thing. So they were making some arguments how it's it's good. Now, I still am not fully there, of course. Um, but all I'm saying is they're coming economically, for sure. You know, you got to be you gotta be wary of China. Um, I saw one video today that I wanted to talk about because we always talk about cop videos on here. So I saw one today where 12, 12 cops had one guy on a highway and he looked white to me, if that matters to anybody. Um, 12 cops surrounding a guy on a highway. He has a box cutter in his hand. And then once his left in his right hand and once his left hand came out of his pocket, they thought they saw some c- cylinder shaped and shiny and shot him. And there's 12 cops around one guy. Who's just sitting there at the box cutter. And now people are like, you had a box cutter. He could have stabbed a cop. I just don't. How is there like other ways to do this? Like you all rush him or you do something like me and you would feel comfortable taking down one guy with a knife right here. I could have took one of them fucking rope and balls and fucking slung it around his goddamn ankles. You fucking dumbass. That's actually what I had on my next thing is they need ropers. Like when we were growing up, there were still kids that roped, you know, like I don't see a little. Yeah, it's been a long time, but I mean, when I was in elementary school, everyone did it. You know, you practice those little fucking hay bells with the horns on it and shit. Well, in fourth grade, we moved up right down the block from our ranch. Oh, hell yeah. Um, So I just think people, they need cops that can do that, maybe, which maybe this is me being too weird in country, but it's like, I just think in that scenario, I don't think that guy needed to die. Okay, I'm about to give you another scenario. Okay. You got a white cop, you got 12 white cops, one black guy, dude gets roped. Yeah, it would look bad for sure. I mean, that's the uh, narrative that would go forward. Yeah, they couldn't use an old-fashioned rope. They'd have to get something different. 
Uh, I mean, one thing, well, how, let's call it a lasso. Right. Okay. Only you wild know, people get the lasso, but this guy was wise. So in this <laughs> scenario, it would have worked. Um, I mean, it's just, I just think that's something that would be argued. That was in Tennessee, by the way. Because you'd have some fucking dude that fucking want to hog tie them afterwards, you know, like they're fucking roping a cow and then spinning them up, throwing their hands in the air. Right. You know. I did see another copy of Charles when you mentioned black cop or black and white people. There was this black cop and a white cop goes to like punch a dude that's in handcuffs. And this huge black cop was like, you motherfucker. And then he arrested the cop. And it was like, that's what you need. You need one big, awesome cop that can arrest the shitty cops. But that's not what happens. You know, normally the shitty cops just get walk away, you know, because they're a brotherhood or whatever. So how it is. Um, other big news, Neil Young versus Joe Rogan. I'm sure you've seen some of this, maybe. Um, Neil Young is a, a rock rock guy. Uh, I didn't I haven't listened to much of his music in my whole life, and I know I should because I'm a music person. Um, I've heard him. I thought he was on Joe Rogan before, but I heard him. I've heard him on a podcast. Maybe it was on Conan's podcast. He's more softer rock, I think. Right, but uh, he wanted his music pulled off Spotify if they were going to keep Joe Rogan and his vaccine disinformation. Now I've listened not to all Joe Rogan, of course. I just listen to the stand up comedians, and then every once in a while, I listen to one that gets like a lot of attention, and um. I've never heard the misinformation, quote unquote. I mean, he's been pro vaccine in a lot of ways. Like, hey, he said like he wasn't going to get it and he was going to get the Johnson Johnson one like a week before it got pulled and, you know, all this shit happened. So, like, he has his whole stories and he's like super liberal in lots of ways. So just to see like mainstream media uh, really blame him for all this stuff. And I'm like, and he's not even given medical advice for people that don't know. Like he has doctors come on. And they give advice. Right. And they give their opinion. And Joe Rogan's like, oh, that's cool. Oh, uh, what about this? And then they talk about what it like. And then it gets <laughs> talked about how like he's like an alt right, you know, whatever. And you're like, I don't know. Y'all just aren't watching it. So it's crazy. But they Spotify pulled Neil Young immediately. Like within the next day, they pulled all his music from it. And I thought it was so funny. He had about five million listeners a month. You know, it's pretty good. Um, I would kill murder someone for that i mean literally if y'all want me to murder someone guarantee five million monthly <laughs> listeners i would um watch out that's how tiger king got arrested that's true but uh ain't no one switching up on me i'll kill them too we'll kill them all that's how this works um joe Rogan has like 200 million spotify listeners a month is what some news some stat came out or whatever and that's more than like all the news shows and like i said that's 40 times the amount of Neil Young's monthly listeners and Spotify's paid him like $250 million. So why would they pull this dude's bringing in uh, the revenue? Right. Because here's the horseshit part about it. And I, I am probably going to get off of Spotify for music listening because they pay artists so little compared to other companies. So I'm probably gonna switch to Apple music or title soon. And, uh, but I would have to still listen to Joe Rogan on Spotify. So I have to have the app, but I have to still listen to ads even though I pay, I have like premium Spotify, but for podcasts, there's still ads. So I think that's horseshit. So like that is another thing I'm annoyed at. And they don't pay me when someone listens to my fucking podcast on Spotify. So I think that's horseshit. So right. um, those are some of my complaints about Spotify. So I'm with you, Neil Young. Fuck Spotify. No, uh, I'll still be there for Rogan. He had a good one with Jordan Peterson. It was real long probably too heavy for a lot of people because Jordan Peterson kind of just fucking talks about random shit, but it's like, it was good. So I guess I could recommend that one. Um, I saw where a lot of people can't drive stick shifts. Uh, I don't remember what the stat exactly was, but I wrote it down here and I just started thinking like, I'm kind of glad that I've owned one at one point in time. So, you know, I'm very comfortable with it. 
But I remember even when I was in college and I worked on the grounds crew for a semester uh, mowing the lawns, I had to be the one that drove the truck because no other college student could drive stick shift. That's one thing about old dad, old Smokey Joe, when I would go down there and he'd go feeding for Floyd or whatever, he had that little black shitty truck that you had to fucking shift that motherfucker perfectly. And that's what I learned how to drive in. I actually learned how to drive. Right. And then my older brother, Billy, was always letting us drive his little Nissans fucking around the yard and shit. I mean, he was a cool older brother. Just right. let us fucking drive out there. So yeah, man, I was stick shift, man. It was, it was second nature. Yeah, so... It is interesting. I remember we had this German foreign exchange student our senior year, and he went with me to lunch one day. His name was Benny, and he got so excited. He didn't have much emotion, typical German type guy, you know, and he got so excited that I had a stick shift because it was the first one he saw in America, and he was like, they like home, and I was like, oh, like so I guess everyone in Germany does a stick shift, you know, but um, it's a good skill to have for sure, but once I got to Ada and there was all these stoplights, it sucked, and I got Oh, I know because we're kind of all on fucking hills and shit, especially around the college. Mm-hmm. Well, and fucking people ride up on your bumper, so you got to be able to work that gas and clutch, you know, to fucking make sure you ain't gonna roll back. Yeah, it's a it's fun. Uh, and where, where we were from is like the flattest shit. I mean, it's not flatter than Kansas. Kansas is flatter, but it's like the second flattest place. And uh, when I even go home now, I can't get over, and it's so weird how big the sky is. And I tell I'm like compared to because there's trees here and it's hilly, right. like I said. But like there, there's not like houses and shit. Like there's just not as much. And it's just flat. And you can see like everything's forever. the same level. There ain't no skyscrapers. We're in the right. West. Pan, you know, not quite panhandle, but you know, esque. It, yeah, it's just so fucking uh the sky just looks huge. You're like, God damn, it's fucking weird. It kind of freaks me out. Um Oh, another conspiracy theory I've gotten into this week. Barely. I need you to look into it because you're more of an NFL fan than me. But uh, about the NFL being fake and how it's actually like more professional wrestling than an actual real sport. And that they had some lawsuit in which they had to admit that they're an entertainment company, not a sport. And uh, there's been like Larry Johnson and some other one have said in tweets that the NFL is fake and rigged and they just have everybody fooled. And now I'm like, God damn it, that'd be so interesting if that's true. I don't really believe it. I think a couple of people get conned into throwing games and shit right. I mean, over the years, you know, for price tags. You know, it's kind of like doing someone's homework for $300. Right. Hey, man, you uh, fucking uh, don't get that uh, fucking fourth down and kind of, you know, give up that fucking game, you know, I'll give you a hundred grand. I mean, I, mean, I could totally see it. I what? think it'd be refs. I think it would be, it's like, say if the, league was about it the league would just tell the refs like we would really prefer this outcome i've seen some shoddy shit with refs lately well like the nba has this whole era and i hate to say it because i love kobe but like kobe is late in shaq's lakers against sacramento that ref has come out since then and said like the mob was paying him to throw game shave point all this shit and no one really talks they aren't going to go in the record books or anything and change it but there was that era the nba was like so much gambling and Which, shit. I'm glad you brought this up because I kind of want to talk about it. Uh, Big Poppy got elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yep. He tested positive for PEDs during his career. What kind? Do we know? I, I don't remember. I didn't look that far into it. Right. But uh, Barry Bonds never actually tested positive. Barry Bonds keeps getting denied the Hall of Fame. Most home runs in the history of baseball. Yep. Roger uh, Clemens, seven Cy Youngs, most in the history of baseball. Don't get in. Because he's linked to steroids. This motherfucker tests positive. Right. Well, I mean, I think for these exam these athletes you're talking about are perfect examples of it's it's about personality too. 
No, this is this is strictly a stab at baseball. Uh, Pete Rose, one of the greatest players to ever play. Yes, he did bet on the game. Okay, he should still be in the Hall of Fame. He fucking he was a badass goddamn player. He's probably I think because I've never known the answer to this. I don't know if anyone knows. Um, if he only bet on his team to win, I have no problem with anyone betting on the game. But I think if they bet on your team to lose... It doesn't matter if he made a fuck up and fucking uh, made a bet. He was still one of the greatest players to ever play the game. And I'm pretty sure he was a manager when he was betting. It wasn't during his playing time. Right. So, But still, just based on his fucking playing stats, he should be in. Right. Well, I mean... Okay, let's think about it. Tiger Woods is still considered by golfing legends and the community of golf the greatest golfer, pretty much. He was involved in fucking cheating scandals. Kobe Bryant cheated on his wife. He's still one of the greatest. Michael Jordan, he got shifted when he went to baseball. That was over gambling that year he took off. So some people think, yeah. Well, that's what I believe. And uh, Mike Tyson, Don King, great. Still one of the fucking greatest in all the talks. I mean, baseball most people is hate Don King. But. Baseball is the only fucking sport trying to keep a fucking somewhat standard. Hell, Ray Lewis, one of the greatest linebackers of all time. He had two or three. Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I get your point. Um, I don't. What I'm saying is baseball. Is, uh, I'm done with baseball. Well, yeah, baseball fucking sucks. They're um, fucking trying to be snooty people. And it's like snooty rich people. Fuck y'all. Fucking look at the stats. Let these motherfuckers in. It's what the people's want and what the players want. Well, Willie Mays, that whole era, um, they all were on meth. Every one of them. All the baseball players. Uh so like all of them wouldn't be in the base. There's performance enhancing drugs actually goes back forever with baseball. It's how they've always done it. And it is part of the game. I do think it's weird. Certain people don't like it, you know, or they don't like certain people, but it's because the guys are assholes. They didn't work with the media and it's a media voted in thing. I mean, that's baseball. It's the baseball riders associated. I think. Yeah. It's like and, these, uh, fucking 50 to 70 year olds fucking yeah. voting. Yeah. It's like Congress, you know, it's like Congress choosing. It's like they're so far from what the game actually is now. Maybe forty years ago, people might agree with. I'm, it. I, don't know. I think baseball sucks now. I can't. And they've said it's gotten a lot better, but I can't fucking watch it. No, I, th- I haven't watched it in a while, but still, when I hear baseball, but ever uh, whenever they switch commissioners, it's kind of like when the football <coughs> got Roger Goodell, it went fucking down. Right. Yeah, they got this new guy. Um, I do remember what happened. Um, something that happened at my work, and I've noticed this a few years ago. And actually, my wife became a teacher. And then I've now seen it go into adulthood with these kids. Uh, <clears throat> there's this younger guy at my job, like 20 or 19. I don't know fucking old. He's young as fuck. But he has an office blanket. Now, this is probably going to be like insensitive of me. But I I just was raised with like this, like boys don't cry. And like, I don't know, this like idea of a man. right? And now I think I am a sensitive guy and I'm like artsy and creative. But like on the exterior, I don't seem that way, you know, like I do a good job of like hiding it, I guess. Um, Cause I was told a lot growing up, like, why the fuck are you crying? Like I cried a lot and I got told quit fucking crying. You're a man, you're a boy or whatever. Like, and so like that stuck with me, but this guy has an office blanket, right? And it just, I can't help but to be so judgmental and the other kids do too. I think younger, I think it's a generational thing. Like I said, but like, instead of just having like a jacket and I think they might have that too, but like they have like a blanket at work. And I remember my last job, the call center place, girls had these and every once in a while, maybe a guy would, but you'd always be like, that's a fit. That's a feminine trait. And this whole, like having a blanket with you at places, blankets to me are for home or like you go to a game, like in a stadium maybe. But in general, uh, 
I'm not taking blankets with me. If places. you carry a blanket around, I'm probably going to make a joke at you like a fucking three-year-old. You got your blankie? Right. Oh, that's so cute. I would have done fucking like, ra- probably ran him off or got fired because <laughs> I would have done made fun of that motherfucker for carrying a goddamn blanket around. That's fucking, yeah. So anyway, let me know out there if y'all see other people with blankets. Um, uh, someone, a customer came in and happened to be a female fucking wrapped up in a blanket. Oh my God. You don't even fucking get dressed to go out. It, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird to me. I don't know. I don't have any blankets that I would take out. I have a lot of good blankets, but I don't think about that. That's weird. No, I mean, there's fucking dirt. And all I got a jacket and I got pants. No, <laughs> just get dressed. And leaves and fucking bad breath and mess outside my door. I'm, right. No, I'm good. So fucking blanket carriers. <laughs> Um, I guess it's kind of like a shawl. Fucking pants. Really think about it, but um, I've also been debating buying new video games or not. So I was trying not to, you know, because I I could play all these games. And there's so many sales all the time. That's really my thing, right? So what's really taken over in this digital landscape is just every week or two, there's a new sale, and you can be like, hey, all these games are on sale. So if I find a game for like ten dollars or less, it's like free, basically in my mind, because it's I'll buy this and check it out. And so I get real into it. Um, and I've really noticed new games are going on sale faster than ever. You know, it used to be, uh, like I'd say even PS3 generation or PS2 and they're like a game was new in the same price for like eight or nine months or something. Right? It felt like, right? like you knew if you bought that game, it was going to be full price for a while. So it was like worth that investment. Whereas now you can buy a game in like a month or two later and it's half off. Yeah. Back in our day, you had to wait a good six to nine months for that motherfucker to drop a little 10 bit. bucks yeah maybe yeah. maybe whereas now like if you're on the and i do i check the deals every time you know i look at every fucking game they have on sale uh and you know some game that was just 60 dollars a couple weeks ago is like 30 and i'm like well fuck i'm getting it you well know? see we grew up with uh i think a little tougher standards like you know you don't you don't have the money you don't get to do it right that you was a big deal you don't have the access so you gotta wait now it's like oh you got approved go ahead and go no, bitch, you gotta wait on your card three goddamn months like I did. Y'all quit fucking giving. I mean, you, you should have applied three months earlier. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Huh? Like, you lost me on that. Well, no, it's, it's like uh, fucking cards and shit. They get their approval letter before they get their medical cards. Like, oh. Nobody wants to wait to what I'm getting at. Everyone thinks like once they get an approval, they're, they're ready to go. It's like, no. I was like, even when I got my handgun license, I've had to follow all the fucking rules and I had to wait. I couldn't go fucking carry out and flash a gun until that license came in. Correct? These people don't want to wait. Like, oh, I've been approved so I, I can start carrying. No, that's not how it works. You have to wait. People don't have patience no more. They don't think they have to wait on anything. So, and then the whole paying, it's like, they just fucking, oh, we'll just give it to them if you wait a week. No, like make them actually suffer a little bit, you know, either pay or wait nine months. Right. Well, that's just my whole debate. So I watched the video of this new Horizon game. Uh, the first one's called Horizon Zero Dawn. I can't remember what the new one's called. And uh, I watched the video and was like, oh, fuck. I remember why I love this first. I mean, I played on the first game, just one playthrough. I loved it a lot. It has robot dinosaurs. It said like so far in the future that there's robot dinosaurs. And uh, I watched this video and was like, this game looks amazing. I want it really bad you know and it comes out like in february and uh it's gonna be 70 dollars. i'm like or if i had any fucking like could not do it you know could stop myself i bet i could get it for like 40 bucks in like a month or two but it's just me making myself wait when i want to because it looks really fun you know so we'll see see what happens 
I don't predict I'm going to make it, but uh, I, I do. I, I know, but you're going you're gonna to pay. You, I mean, you're going to pay because you're going to give in. Right, for sure. But um, I have ex- disposable income, and, and I'll enjoy it. But also, I have to pay like my Beat store in February. I have a yearly subscription to PlayStation Plus. So there's other shit I need to... I'm going to be spending money on so I could it would be in my best interest to wait. All right. And I have this new record player with these vinyls and I've been fucking making beats, sampling the vinyls, so that's been fun. So I can maybe distract myself. Yeah, my buddy uh, that I work with, he had the old, uh, Cheech and Chong uh, album the other day that someone was scoring off of him. And it was the particular one that when you open it and it's basically got a fucking giant rolling paper. Oh, yeah. And it was yeah. just yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, it was, you know, in pretty good condition. He was showing me, I'm like, that's cool as fuck, you know? Yeah, I need to look into finding some comedy albums. Um, you know, I went to this game exchange store here, and they just had, like, six boxes of old fucking vinyls. And they were all, most of them were pretty shitty. Uh, but I found about five that were decent enough condition that I was like, I think these will work. Um, but the, I thought the guys in there were really funny. I told you before we started this, but I'll just reshare it. There was this trucker in there, and they were like trying to give him all this advice. And I know a lot about video games and computers and shit. It's like everything they told him was incorrect about like everything, you know. And then um, whenever I brought my records, they were like trying to act like they knew who all the artists were. And then they finally go, do you know who these people are? And I said, no, I've never heard of any of them, man. I'm going to sample all these. And they're like, oh, but they're like, oh, Lobo. Oh, I remember him. And I was like, I don't want to fucking clue who Lobo is, you know? And then like this one in front of us is called Cocktail Time in the Ken Griffin style. Hammond Oregon favorites, Ashley Tippin at the Piccadilly Gardens. You know, that's the whole thing. I never heard of any of that. (laughs) And... I was real excited about that one, and I've already made three beats off of it, you know, so um, that's where I'm at. I try to become a real hip-hop music producer in this goddamn world. Um, Also, we're going to try to do a music podcast maybe tomorrow, as long as Snappy doesn't fall ill or skinny. You know, we have one day for everyone to make it to get one of these recorded. Yeah, I was, uh, I really wasn't around. I'm just, you know, kind of living in the same vicinity. Right. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Your side has has COVID. I guess yeah, that. but uh, I got a I got tested. I'm negative. But. Right. And since I mean I've just had it, I'm assuming I can't get it again. But maybe you could. I, I started thinking about. It. I was like, I don't fucking know how any of that. And originally, it was supposed to be like you couldn't contact for so many days, and then there's been cases where people's got it three times back to back. I've heard. No one still fucking knows, man. It's basically right. What's going around now is basically like a flu variant. Right. Pretty much everybody should get this. I mean, I don't know when my time's coming. From but. what, yeah, from what I understand, and I don't really know. This is again, I listen to fucking Joe Rogan and Jimmy Dore and all these other fucking crazy podcasters. But uh, when they have scientists on, they explain that with these outbreaks, this happened with the flu through our life, is it starts out it's its deadliest but least contagious. And then as it progresses, it gets less deadly and more contagious because that's just how viruses work, I guess. And so, like, as it goes on, the more variants, there'll be ones that'll be easier to catch, but they should be less severe. Well, here's what I'm realizing. People don't actually understand what fucking quarantine means. I mean, they think they can go around fucking, okay, you, you live around six people. You cannot roam through the goddamn house touching everything. You set your ass in that goddamn room by yourself for five fucking days other than go to the bathroom. Yeah, I was. I'm, I'm sorry, but people don't understand this. They coming in two or three days early with mask on, thinking that they're in the clear. You didn't understand. You're not following the instructions. 
That's a, that's that's. I think that's the whole point of this podcast. People don't follow instructions. There you go. Well, I was really glad when I had it because Koopy had it, and when that one day before I went positive, I was like. This is impossible <laughs> to not see my wife. <laughs> so whenever I felt bad the next day, I was like, I'm going to get tested. Because if we both have it, I don't have to fucking quarantine from you. Yeah. So. Uh, well, my son, he was fine yesterday. School calls at fucking fourth period. Hey, and you said you didn't feel good around a fever. Like zero to 60. Right. Like, he ain't even really feeling bad. It's just. Yeah, I had a fever, flu-like symptoms for a day or two. And then. Uh, I had a major headache. That was probably the worst part. And then my body was real sore and still kind of is, to be honest. But yeah, it's almost getting to the point where it's like flu. You know, people know they got it, but still fucking go because they don't want to miss that fucking check. And then they get everybody sick. Right. Well, th- th- you mentioned that. Remind me of Aziz. I'm sorry. He has this new uh, stand up thing on Netflix. And I haven't watched the whole thing, but a clip was going around of him talking about people. How, like they could solve homelessness. Look what the government did with COVID. They started sending out checks. You know, all because rich people were dying. And I understood his joke or his point, but it's like, no, no, they sent three checks over a year ago. And apparently when you file your taxes, I'll learn soon. I don't remember exactly when I got my last check. But if you put in that you got that $1,200 Biden check, it's just going to take $1,200 straight out your tax refund. Yeah. Just straight up. Like they, I've seen multiple videos of people showing their little thing or their, you know, all the different websites to do the taxes. And, uh, so anyway, it's all horse shit, and they did not send us all checks every all the fucking time like they did in these other countries. We just had to fucking kind of deal with it. But now, in our defense, where we're at isn't shut down. I mean, it's fucking life as usual for a long time now. Yeah. It was never really shut down at all. So right, They tried to shut it down, and everyone threw fits. Yeah, <laughs> for the most part. They shut Walmart down like a few hours early to clean it. I think that's about all it changed for a while. And then that's now we're back 24 hours there. Too. Oh, they finally back. I think so. I think the only thing that ain't opened up back in our town is the Chickasaw laser zone. You know, the place where kids can go have fun in this town because there's no other place really. Yeah. But apparently there's no plans to open it back. I was up. explaining to Kubi the other day about how Warriga got this arcade when I was uh, like early junior high, late elementary, I'd say probably in seventh, eighth grade. Uh, it's hard to remember. It's called TK's. And in hindsight, I'm like really thankful for it because it gave us something to do in there for like a year, you know, until they went out of business. Well, fuck living <laughs> over uh, when I go stay with granny, fucking going up to the market, the fucking pool. Pinball, yeah. The fucking pool room was there. Most time, most people wasn't on it. So, I mean, yeah. grab you a couple of games. You See, have, they lo- they have... lost the pool table at some point in time. They got pinball machines and arcade machines. Well, that'd be cool too. But... So I'd go over there as well. Um, but this TK's place, I remember very well. And the reason it got brought up today is because I was talking about banana splits and how I used to love banana splits when I was a kid. And now I live across the street from a place that makes great banana splits. And I haven't ordered a fucking banana split in over 10 years. I don't really enjoy it. It's got, man, I, I have the same feeling. I get about all f- chocolate. I don't get the fucking strawberry and pineapple. I have shit. the same feeling about fucking fortune cookies. I've realized I don't eat them no more. Right. I don't even desire them. Oh, I don't. I've never ate like used to. I, I would have to have the fortune cookie and make the stupid fucking joke. Well, I would have to get the fortune cookie, but I don't eat them. No, I don't even break them. I don't even open them. Oh, okay. See, I always open. No, them. No, I'm done with them. It's yeah. like I don't know why. It's just. Right. It was a fun fad. Yeah, for sure. I want my Chinese food. Now go the fuck on with your stupid fucking nasty fortune cookie. But this arcade place, it would sell a banana split for like five bucks or something. Right? It's a little fat kid, me, save up my money. And I'd be like, I want a banana split. And I would sit there at their little bar and I'd eat this fucking huge banana split. It was so great. And they had a pool tournament. Uh, and I remember I won the first pool, and only pool tournament they had in the under 13 or whatever the fucking tournament age was. And I enjoyed the couple times in my life this happened where all the like more athletic, you know, and the ones who had thought they were going to win 
And like, you know, to them, it was all them. But then I ended up winning. They're like, how the fuck did this happen? But it was great. And it was like, haha, beat everybody. And I want a pull stick. And then I had this like pride for a year that I was the best pull player in my class, you know, but uh, I haven't played pool in a long time. And it really made people max. I never been over. I didn't like, I don't do the looking down the pool stick of a scope. I kind of just like eyeball it, you know, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't do that. Well, you got me. a style that works for you. Yeah. So but I remember people used to get mad losing to me and also had a tennis. We didn't have real tennis in our school, but me and friends all started playing tennis and we made our own tournament. And I remember beating uh, one of my friends who was real athletic, you know, started on basketball and all that shit. And he broke his racket because he just couldn't believe that I beat him in tennis. And it was tennis was fun. That was like, honestly, when I played, I was like, if they had this in my school, I would love this shit. And I was fat. So I probably wouldn't have been fat if I played tennis. Uh, when I went to college, I fell in love with fucking racquetball. Yeah. And I've become similar. really fucking good See, at I it. I never knew the rules necessarily, so, but it looks fun. And it's fun to fuck around and hit it. But I never got what we're doing. Oh, no. Well, that uh, coach I played with earlier, he was actually really fucking good as well. It's basically most of the linemen that was playing racquetball. And then the fucking receivers and running backs come through play and we fucking smoke their ass. And it's just like, you know, the thing they look at is expect to beat us, you know, because they're, they're more athletically. I love people underestimate me all the time. But you know what? I bring it. You know, they, they, they treat me like the dumb redneck. I'm pretty fucking educated. I'm, you know, uh, I got street smarts. You, you ain't going to get me, man. Right. I'm just I'm probably like more competitive Um I'm probably like a lot more different than I actually, but like I try to be real calm and shit, but like when it all really comes down to it, I'm, I'm really right. just a believer. I'm a fucking descendant of a gladiator, man. I fucking love roughhouse and I love competition. I want to be the best. I want to fucking put your ass into the ground across the line and then I'll fucking hand you, extend my hand and help you up. But I'm trying to break your goddamn ribs every fucking time I hit you in football. Yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Football, whatever. Football, judo. I, I don't care. I'm trying to fucking. Pulverize! You get, you I'm trying back to pulverize you through the goddamn fucking pavement. I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to hurt you. I mean, I'll help you up afterwards, but I'm trying to win. Well, you haven't done judo since we started this podcast. That is uh, correct. You started. You stopped like right before we started it. Uh, so someday you might have to get back into judo. Well, I got three days off blows. if uh, I can get someone to train on Friday, Saturday, Sunday because I can't do the Monday through Thursday. Well, I heard Kurt is is killing it out there. So that's what it seems like. I'm sure he could uh, work with you. Uh, he does more jujitsu. I don't even think he does judo. Oh, let's see. Well, you know, maybe you got to do jujitsu. Man, that's that groundwork, man. I'd rather throw people around, dude. Come on, man. Well, I mean, I think jujitsu is like way more useful, though, like in the world. Like if you had to fight someone, jujitsu comes in handier. But I could be wrong. Yeah, well, see, I mean, but training judo, I'm going to know how to throw your ass in. I'm going to know the basics of jujitsu. I see. I didn't know it was like a preamble to jujitsu, but that's cool. Well, a lot crosses over. I mean, holds. Right. I mean, you I mean, know. I just don't know. There, holds, chokes. I'm excited that this month, because uh, the first time I didn't buy a UFC video game in like 10 years, because I'm not like a huge UFC fan, but I used to be a pretty decent one back when Ultimate Fighter was good. And I'd always buy all the video games, uh, but I didn't buy UFC 4, which is the newest one. And it's going to be free on PlayStation Plus in February. So I'm going to get a free UFC game that I skipped. So that's pretty exciting. So I might be in the UFC Man, for the next month. I want to love UFC, but I ain't paying $59.95 every two weeks. Right. That's why The Ultimate uh, Fighter was great. Because you still got to see a fight every week. You know, it was a reality show. People don't know where they fucking had new people fight it out. And uh, you got to see a fight or two every week 
for it was just on TV. You know, you didn't have pay per view or anything. I really and think so it was they great. would make more money if they would quit with the pay per views. They would get more fucking viewers. Well, it would be more popular because more people would follow. I mean, maybe it's, right now they don't pay the fighters in like they had this huge. Uh, the price went up to seventy five dollars, I think, from sixty to seventy five dollars for pay per views, and the fight none of the fighter pay changed. You know, guys. Oh no, fucking uh, Dana White stripped all of them from all that. They don't even get to fucking represent their own brands no more. So, like, the reason why you couldn't have the TV show stuff is because the fighters would get paid even less. Like, you would have to get a lot of fighters that are low level to like fill up a most of, like a lot of filler fights, which I would be fine with. I mean, I think it'd be fun, but uh, I think to do it like all the time, like what do you think? What do you think wrestling fans do every goddamn week? That whole goddamn show, they're not really Uh, fighting. Huh? Yeah, but a wrestler can fight two weeks in a row because it's not real. A UFC fighter cannot fight two weeks in a row. Like they need six months between fights and shit. So like that's why it's different. Well, I mean, you got some fighters that take you know six fights, and you got some fighters that take two fights. It all depends on the individual. Right. Well, how bad they got beaten, shit. But I'm saying wrestling is a here's your story. And I'm saying it's not difficult. I understand it's physically difficult, but it is not a well, sport. Well, the point I was making is you sat through the whole hour of bullshit to get to the main. F- Right, the main show. That's all I was saying. You but say, you could, if you, you don't like saying those, filler uh, fights, yeah. They, I mean, I would watch them for sure. Sometimes the filler fights are the fucking bangers. I I think about buying that rough and rowdy or whatever it's called, the one that the barstool sports people do. It's just like normal guys boxing, and it's like so and so from this town in Virginia who's the most badass there wants to fight so and so in this town in California, and they fight, and their promos are great, and they're just normal people, and they do a better job of advertising that that I almost buy every one of them. Because when I watch, I'm like, oh, this looks so fun. Uh, but I never think about buying a UFC fight. What was that one you talking about? It's like called Rough and Rowdy or something like that. I'll find it and send it to you if I can. Uh, like I saw a, a clip today of a guy saying he's only doing it because he wants to earn enough money to fix his teeth. And then Dave Portnoy, who owns Barstool Sports, he's like, win or lose, I'm fixing your teeth, man. I'm fixing your teeth. You know, so like, uh, I, it's just fun. It kind of is like college football, you know, if... Uh... OU football is bringing you in ninety million goddamn dollars, and yeah, pay them fucking players tuition, all of them. Right? Do you, you know? Do you watch the Tough Man? Remember that show back in the day? Yeah. It was like on FX or whatever FX used to be, and they I remember they had like black and yellow gloves, and that would be like a firefighter versus the cops. Yeah, and it would be like all these amateur boxers who are firefighters and amateur boxers that are cops. Yeah, and then they would have like a. And, and I, I remember a Pike, there was an episode of a Pike one. So when I was pledging, someone was, we found on YouTube where there was like Pikes versus so-and-so from some, you know, Arizona state and uh, they box each other or whatever, but it was just normal people boxing. And I watched that show every week. Well, I, I thought remember it was so before Kimbo Slice made the uh, jump to professional and yeah. he was just doing the street fights. That shit was entertaining. Mm-hmm. He was making people look like hamburger meat. I watched everyone. Um, but then bro- he goes into professional and he wasn't as good. <laughs> I watched his Ultimate Fighter season too. That I think it's probably one of the next last one I watched. And then I watched when he got a fight on CBS, like some random TV station had. It wasn't UFC. It was like a whole other random uh, company. And they had Kimbo Slice versus some guy from Britain that had crazy cauliflower ear. And Kimbo Slice outpowered him, but he didn't know how to really fight. I mean, he was so the cauliflower ear was if he got him on the ground, it was, pro- it was over with for Kimbo. Right. Well, I think Kimbo like bench pressed the guy off. If I remember correctly, because he was just so huge, you know. Right. But th- I think it's weird. And I only know it's because through Joe Rogan shit that there's a limit on heavyweights. Like they can't be over a certain weight. And I'm like, I think it's two seventy five. It's called like super heavyweight. After that, yeah, but no one fights that in, in MMA, you know. So it's like, man, I want the biggest 
We need the biggest people. Well, because when we were growing <laughs> up, we had the big ass fucking boxers, and then they kind of—they're yeah, way bigger now, huh? Way bigger now. If I you mean, find up, it, it seems like it, but all the boxers now are way bigger than those greats. Fucking Tyson Fury, uh, Deontay Wilder, like all Lennox Lewis, even when it's like kind of our. I time did not still, like Lennox Lewis. I thought I he had a but, glass jaw, and I think he got away. With, but he's tall, he's and he man. avoided a bunch of fights. Boxers became big somewhere but like Muhammad Ali used to be like the tallest one at 6'1 or some yeah. shit you know, Mike like, Tyson started the wide version my him yeah. and Foreman yeah yeah, for sure um, boxing was a bigger deal growing up for sure and I like MMA a lot I just think the company sucks uh, the UFC or whatever I mean yeah cause um, you're making what 75 million dollars on these fights well fucking pay them goddamn athletes yeah. There's, that's what brought you they eat. only pay and I get it they pay like the McGregor's or whatever but then they even fuck them over so like uh, Francis Nagano who just had this big fight and won they put off this fight for like two years because he refuses to sign an extension so they wait till you have one or two fights left and they go well then we're not scheduled until you sign an extension and that's how they trap them right it's kind of like the music industry and records and uh, he called their bluff and said fuck it I'm off and like he eventually one out or whatever. I still think he has one more on the contract. So he has to wait. Maybe he's out. I don't remember. But after he's done with that, he's going to probably fight Tyson Fury and and, and boxing because he's going to make more money off that one fight with Tyson Fury than he's made in his whole life. Fuck yeah. I would take the Tyson Fury and a Jake Paul fights if I was in that position. <laughs> yeah, I would do. Well, fuck yeah. I would take two of those and make more than I would in 20 fucking fights with the UFC. Deontay Wilder also uh, mentioned something that he did. F- it was a fixed fight with the, with the one of the Paul, whichever one he fought. Um, I mentioned on here, I didn't think it looked fake, looked like he really took a hit to me, but uh, and maybe he's just saying that now to save face. I don't know. I think there's been more fixing in boxing, yeah, for sure. I don't think because MMA you can take shit. a punch and get knocked fuck out, right? I don't think MMA has ever been fixed. I will say that. I think I don't, I don't see how pure. they would do it other than early stoppages. I've seen a lot of early stoppages the last two Maybe years. Maybe it's just my love of Joe Rogan, but I don't feel like he would allow them to do that. I mean, if their hands still <laughs> moving left and right, no, they're still moving. Right. If they're wanting to take a punishment, let them. That's they know what they're doing. Uh, well, some of them don't, though. Some are fucking idiots. They're just machines. Well, they signed you know? a contract, man. Yeah, but you got to protect them. You can't let them. No, you them. don't. I it's mean, UFC. We're, all, we're all fighting for their rights here. We can't say like we'd want them to die in there. I mean, they, if a, if someone ever dies in the UFC ring, their profit and their stock will take such a hit. I mean, like that's what they have to protect against. Just like the NFL. If a guy dies in the NFL from a head-on-head hit sometime, that would, I mean, people would still watch it, but it would take a huge hit. You know, like, so a lot of these people, they're just trying to. It's part of the game. They're just trying to avoid someone dying. Part of the game. Kind of that dude from the lines who got paralyzed when I was a kid. I remember like I, that still sticks out to me. I happen to be it, watching, and it sucks. Yeah. It does, but but that's what they're doing. You I mean, know that's what's the, a risk. That is the points. I mean, I, I know UFC ain't fight to die. I'm not getting at that, but if the dude is still somewhat moving, don't stop him. He is still in control if he is fucking moving. Right. I mean, I think if you tap, you tap, and I think uh, I, I mean, I do think the whole now, like they're not defending themselves. Yeah, that's the one where it's weird because it's like. That could be their choice. Maybe that's a weird play, but also, like, well, if they're not knocked out. Now, if their head's up against the cage, don't let them sit there and take Right, right. If they're knocked out, they're knocked out. But whenever they're, like, eyes are open. And you can't really tell if it's debatable. Yeah. Wait a second. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah, it it depends. Because I one more punch will tell you. (laughs) I don't know. If if it was me getting punched, I would prefer them to call it early, I guess. Instead of me getting, like, permanent brain damage. But you're probably already going to get permanent brain damage being a fighter. So what's the difference for one more punch? You know, who knows? I'm not sure how that works. I don't know. I'd, I would fight more like Quay, 
clay guida and fucking just take a fucking licking and fucking keep on taking i wish if i knew the name right now i would end on this one but i'm gonna so in on it but there was this one ufc fight and it used to be those little collections they'd play on spock tv or whatever and it was like the here's three random matches and they would just it would be playing before like the nights before pay-per-views to kind of get you excited or something and uh, there was one of like the greatest comeback fight ever and there's there are heavyweights one guy's built like me like me to you size, you know, like a little chubby, but like he's a fighter, you know, still, but uh, he had, you could see his fat and run or whatever. And then the other guy was like cut as fuck, like 1% body fat, uh, but they were the same weight and shit, but he was just huge. And the whole time the muscular dude is beating the shit out of the chubby guy. Right. I mean, just beating the shit out of him. And then like in the third round, chubby guy lands one punch and knocks out the muscle guy and wins the fight. And I remember me and Powell watched that, the high as fuck. Like, just a replay, not even live. Just watching a replay of it. And it still sticks out to me as like, that's the greatest fight I've ever seen. But it's because I felt like the chubby guy. Well, look at some of the fights. There's several chubby guys, and that's all it is, man. I mean, it's a punches. One punch is right. all it takes. You just got to cut. Kind of like Mark Hunt. I remember I used to like a lot because he was like that. Yeah. You're like, but also enjoy Samoans. I think something about, and I don't know if he's Samoan or Pacific Islander, but you know, something like that. Um, where he just has this power to like out of anywhere. You're like, he could win though. You never know, <laughs> man. You never know. Uh, and that was a random UFC fighter I used to love. And he never blew up was Brandon Vera. And I don't know why. That was just my dude back in the day. And I'd get on those UFC games. I'm like, I'm getting fucking Brandon Vera. And people be like, who is that? I'm like, you're about to find out. <laughs> uh, he was a heavyweight, but he could fucking do submissions on the game. Right. And so yeah. like, that was a, why I used him. But he just never, never blew up. I mean, I think he did fairly well. He fought in the fucking UFC. But some heavyweights get tired quick. There's only yeah. a few of them that last the distance. Like, you know, that Daniel Cormier won a lot of fights, but. My least two favorite fighters are him and BJ Penn. Oh, I, I love BJ Penn. I didn't like either one of them. I didn't like their attitude. I didn't like their facial expressions. Well, I think Daniel I, Cormier is like known for being like the most positive guy in the UFC ever. He facially annoys me. I can't get over it. He, he's he, taking Joe Rogan's spot. Or right now they're on there together. Once Rogan retires, I think he'll be. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't care for him. I liked BJ Penn a lot for some reason because that was like the era in which I was really in the UFC. Uh, he was good. I mean the. They're right. good. Was, I'm not denying that, people, that both of them are good. But it was I, that people disliked him. And I didn't want to like George St. Pierre because he's such a perfect specimen that I'm like, why? I don't know. I just get annoyed with that shit. Right. I'm like, no, you got like the underdog. Like this. I've always liked BJ Penn. And they were like beefing at that time, if I remember correctly. Um, also, I always hated Forrest Griffin for some reason. And everyone, I mean, it was because everyone loved him. They all thought they were him or whatever around here, I he guess. He was kind of like the dumb redheaded yeah, stepchild. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Well, he was an old country boy that yeah. bled a lot. And so everyone just fucking loved him around here. And for whatever reason, I didn't like him until he finally became a coach on Ultimate Fighter. And that season, I was like, God, he's awesome. <laughs> I was like, he was a pretty cool guy. But I also loved Rampage. Rampage was my favorite. I didn't like Rampage too much. Until he became a coach on Ultimate Fighter. And then I was like, God, he sucks. Him and, it was him and that uh, Rashad Evans feud that, yeah, that's the that only made me not like bought. them too. My, my favorite feud was uh, Ortiz and uh, Chuck Liddell. Yeah. Chuck Liddell, man. I, I love that whole series, man. Well, it, it is, but it's kind of anticlimactic. 
because Tito kind of bailed and ran away. Yeah, and Tito became a pussy midway through. But yeah, but I remember those PS2 games, man, with them on it. Those are better than the new games. They like because I mean, for UFC, that was kind of like that was their combative against the Rock and Stone Cold, who was resurging in the WWE, who making that shit take off again. So that was their point, and I think UFC started taking off again because they all go high and low, you know. Uh, maybe I mean. I feel like Stone Cold was out by the time UFC was blowing up, but it's hard to remember. It was right around that 2001, 2002, See, I don't think I'm watching wrestling by 2000 uh, in my memory. Well, I know I was because I was playing WrestleMania 2000 on the fucking... That's true. That's true. Yes, I also watch, I guess, right around then because we did play WrestleMania 2000. That's a good point. But around then is about when I quit. All I know is I never once saw John Cena wrestle. So when anyone asks me... I go, I watch all through the Raw attitude, but I myself had never seen a John Cena match. I've seen him wrestle, but I wasn't like super into it like I was with The Rock and all. Because I wonder, because I was a white kid in the hip hop and that was his character. So I'm always like, I don't know if I would have been into him or not, but I think it's weird. And again, it's an act. It's wrestling. It's acting or whatever. Um, that he's not a bonnet speaking at all now. You know, like you see him in an interview and he's like a normal fucking old white guy. And you're like, oh, so you're not at all like your character and i in my mind you know i would have thought at that time like oh he's a cool urban guy you know or whatever and then i thought his whole you can't see me thing was the dumbest shit ever yeah but it still lives on in memes so i'm guessing that generation under me loves it you know or whatever but yeah it was appealing to the kids i'm an nwo the generation x kid you know got two words for you suck that's right i have my fourth grade or fifth grade picture school pictures me in a dx shirt i mean i fucking loved them and nwo I was a more of a WCW fan than a WWF fan growing up. So I loved NWO. Like I loved it. And I loved the Wolfpack even more. Like the NWO was cool, but I was like, I don't know. They're bad guys. But then when the NWO became the bad guy to the bad guy or like the Wolfpack, I was like, oh my God, this is the best. <laughs> well, I think I watched wrestling in waves because I had the whole Hulk Hogan, Junkyard Dog, Jimmy Fly Snook, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. All the old, old school Hillbilly Jim. I'm aware because my dad would talk about them and I had the best of Bash at the Beach and best of, you know, all those little cassettes, but I never really. Well, you know my mom. She's a fucking super wrestling fanatic. Wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wrestle. R-A-S-I-R-A-S-L-I-N. I I don't know how she spells it. It is so annoying. Yeah. I work with a guy. I know I mention every time you say that, but it's the same thing to me. And he says Washington because we have a school here called Washington. And he just says Washington. And my dad also says Washington, a washing machine. And it drives me nuts. And I don't know why. It's just like, can you not read? Do you not know it's an A? It's not an ER? Like, what's wrong with you people? Oh, and then uh, how uh, we went to Medill one time and stopped by Uncle Tony's. And he's like, pull up a cheer. I'm all looking around. What the fuck did you just say to me? And I pull up a cheer. He was calling a chair a cheer. And I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. I never heard that word in my life. Another one that's always annoyed me is they say idea instead of idea. Yeah. And it just drives me fucking nuts. And then my dad, at some point in time in my life, starts saying ideal instead of idea. And then I, because I'm a little asshole, is like, that's another word. You realize that, right? That's like a whole other fucking word. Like ideas and ideals aren't the same thing. So uh, there's another word like that that I ain't thinking of right now. But yeah, yeah. these fuckers around here can't talk, but. It's it's fine, I guess. <laughs> you know what they mean. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I guess we went pretty long, so well, there y'all usually go. you ain't got shit to talk about. Huh? Yeah. So there you go. Uh, like I said, we're trying to get a music one soon, so we'll be back 
to the masses with the fresh, fresh finds and the music and shit. Um, get skinny back over here, you know. All right, then. Until next time, peace. Peace.